How much does this thing cost? The economics of the future are somewhat different. You see, money doesn't exist in the 24th century. Welcome to Thought Provoking Blokes. It is October 12th, 2023. I'm Matt in Geistown Borough, where we're going to see if we can go three for three on proving the only thing that we care about is lawn care. Okay. Uh, all we right. had lawnmowers the last two weeks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The the, the 215 flying around of the uh, the helicopters, it sounds like, from my end. Well, I'm Steve in Southern Bedford County, and uh, just thrilled at the potential fact that uh, the Federal Reserve Board may raise interest rates once again, helping the economy. No. It, it's it's so funny and and i uh, we were talking a little pre-show and actually saw the article from the ap and um it's it's here it is ap federal reserve minutes official signal cautious approach to rates amid heightened uncertainty and you took that as they're gonna raise it raise rates I, I, and I, I think we've established through this podcast is I tend to value words and how they're crafted and what they mean. Mm-hmm. Official signal cautious approach to rates amid heightened uncertainty. What was the approach prior to now that it is now cautious? When I read that, I'm thinking. Was it not cautious previously? Oh, and now they've decided, boy, you know what? We should be cautious. Oh, I see. Okay, I see which way you're going. Yeah, yeah. I just look at it as it's just another way for the government to stick it to the man, the little man, once again. The little man, little woman. The sl- you know, mortgage rates are at 8% right now. 8%. Two years ago, they were down in the threes. Eight percent. It's it's tanked the housing market. Housing market's tanked. New startups of housing has stopped and everything. And there's another um, article that just popped out. Just read that one. That inflation is off is, has once again gone up, and it is off the charts. But oh, the uh, the ass clown and in the White House is saying that Bidenomics are working fine. This is a good good way to see that Bidenomics are doing well. You know, so I guess if you're a congressman or congresswoman and your starting salary is $160,000 a year for a part-time job, you really don't care about those of us who actually have to work for a living. Well, it's and, and the, the thing about it is I genuinely think, and, and you and I tend to take a slightly different approach to this, that I don't see it as a party problem. I see it as a politics problem. I didn't say any particular party. I said congressmen and congresswomen. That's true. Who start off at hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year for a part-time job? Don't give a rat's ass about those of us who actually have to work a minimum of forty hours, if not more. And most of us who actually want to achieve things in life work sixty to seventy hours a week. That they don't care. They could care less. They get elected and screw the little guy. They completely forget all. 
Here, here's a great example. Um, I'm looking, and this is from October 3rd from the AEI America Enterprise Institute. Uh, purchase volume in 2023, this is for homes, was down 41% from the same week in 2019. So four years ago, it was 41% higher than what it was. Yeah. Well, I just closed the book, so on September for my company. And I'm in, the, I'm in the real estate business. I'm not an agent, but I'm in that market where buying and selling is kind of critical to my business. In the month of September, I was down 48% compared to last year. Wow. 48%. And of the last, of the last nine months, six out of the nine months, I have been down compared to last year. I've only had three months where I've come, I've, slightly above last year or a little bit of, or more above but six out of nine months i'm down so but you know watch tv the m5m says that the uh everything's doing great you know it's it's truly interesting and when you dig into different areas you you have to tend you tend to have a lot more experience from the housing side due to what you do and, and mm -hmm. your background i love watching the car market more than anything else. Okay. Um, What's it doing? Oh, we're screwed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was hoping I, you know, I could switch over to become a used car salesman or something and, you know, get my exit strategy going. No. Oh, okay. Um, cars in general have been through as a market have been through a lot mm -hmm. and it's all starting to become an issue. It's finally boiling over. We had a massive amount of shortages of vehicles when there actually was money in the system. People mm -hmm. coming who had been working, but when plants shut down, chip shortages and so forth, there were a demand for vehicles, but there weren't actually vehicles. Right, oh, I remember that. They'd go to the, you go by the car lots, and they'd be vacant. Basically, they'd be empty. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. They'd be empty. Most manufacturers are back to the ability to produce cars that are that they can sell. Mm -hmm. But what they discovered is that people, when they want to buy a new car found a way to do it during the shortage and didn't mind paying a lot. And that was fueled by a bunch of different things, including oh, people right. just yeah. not understanding how money works, lower interest mm -hmm. rates, very low interest rates. Um, I don't want to use, well, I'll use the term free money. Remember we all got rounds of, oh, of yeah. COVID dollars coming through. I call it a tax refund. Yeah. Um, so a lot of dealerships, what they were doing, were adding market adjustments. You'd go in and you'd buy a car that maybe, maybe a car or a truck or something that was labeled at $35,000. They'd hit you with a whole bunch of add-ons and stuff and, hey, make sure mm -hmm. you have different things that uh, you wanted running boards we tinted your windows that's another six seven thousand dollars plus 
If you don't buy it, someone else is going to. So on top of all of that, we're going to make it an extra ten or fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, yep, I remember seeing that when um when they first the vehicles a couple of vehicles came in at the Ford dealership, and I was at the gas station, filled up my old truck, and a brand new F two fifty pulled in. The guy got out, salesman. He was filling it up, and I walked over and looked at the sticker, and there, in exactly what you're saying, it had the base price, all the add-ons, and then it said, um, it literally had written in hand, pandemic fee, $8,700. And I looked at him, I said, what's that? He goes, we can mark it up, and people will pay it. So he was sure. just nonchalant about it. He said, people, he said this, 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 this truck won't last seven days on the lot. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and people were doing that. Yeah. And and that that's going to feed back a little bit into some of the problems that we're going to be talking about here through this is that mentality has still reigned. Mm-hmm. But it has also happened to it, it 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 got incorporated into car manufacturers. To give you an idea where we're at. And I'm going to give a lot of credit to to this uh different sources and stuff I pulled through. And if anyone really wants to dive deep and see this stuff and, and, and get way deep into the weeds on this, there's some great channels online, including a, the group out of Jersey, um, Car Edge, that, that um, they do a very interesting show every day about different topics and, and, and dig into these numbers like consistently, like every single day talking about this stuff. But we are seeing an average transaction price for a new car right now a little bit under $48,000. Mm-hmm. That's the average transaction price. That's a lot. Yeah. That's is. a lot. Especially when you look at what's available isn't the lower end of that average they mm-hmm. make them right but if you say hey i have i in my business i sell things for a dollar and i sell things for a hundred dollars and you sell one product that's a dollar and the rest at a hundred dollars well you technically didn't lie mm-hmm. <laughs> Across your line, but you that one thing you sell for a dollar, you're still gonna spend a hundred. But we're talking trucks, seventy thousand, eighty thousand, ninety thousand. I had to buy hundred thousand. Yeah, I I literally had to buy a uh, for me, it was new, but it was a used truck back in May because my old truck, my 2006, finally just gave up the ghost. I was in shock when I paid for a used vehicle. It's ridiculous. And dealerships have a have a stake in this to blame. Manufacturers have a stake in this to blame. A stake in this blame. Because they build these vehicles. They're, they're I, I'm I'm gonna double check, but I'm almost positive both Ford and Chevy don't build a car anymore. Hmm. Oh, no. Oh, okay, okay. Here's Ford. Here's Ford's lineup. I just go to their webpage and I click the cars they have. One car. If you're Ford, what car do you have to make? 
Oh, a Mustang. Mustang. Bingo. Escape SUV. Bronco SUV. Explorer SUV. Edge SUV. Mach-E electric SUV. It's, it's, it's supposed to be the electric SUV version of the Mustang. Oh, I've seen that thing. What a pussy car. <laughs> Expedition SUV. Trucks. The Maverick. The Ranger. The F-150. The Super Duty. All of these big... So one car, that's it's their muscle car. I'm going to look at Chevy now. The Bolt's an EV. Or, excuse me, uh, it's an EV, but it's an SUV. Bolt, Trax SUV, Trailblazer SUV, Equinox SUV, Blazer, Traverse, Tahoe, Suburban SUV. Hey, but the Suburban starts at $58,000. Hmm. Trucks, Silverado, Colorado. Let's see what's under cars. The Malibu for 25000 and my guess is they're making the Malibu based on what they what we see. I'd be curious to see the breakdown. My guess is most of those are going to fleet sales for rental mm -hmm. car runner car yeah. places. Yeah, enterprise and stuff like that. They're not making them for the for the consumer. Hmm. Uh Stellantis, which is whatever they're calling now the combined Jeep Chrysler Ram group no i didn't know that yeah it got they're all independent they got merged together then somebody bought that and then somebody bought that jeep wagoneer grand wagoneer grand cherokee um compass all you know okay jeep you make sense this is the one that drives me nuts steve the jeep wrangler Which is the Jeep. If I said draw a Jeep to anybody, what are you going to draw? The Jeep Wrangler. Yeah, yeah. That's the Jeep everyone thinks of. Any war movie. You see a Jeep. You see a Jeep. I just saw that episode of MASH the other day where Radar was mailing pieces, a piece of a oh, Jeep. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every, every package was a piece of Jeep that he right. was shipping back to his home in, in Atumna, Iowa. Uh, so he'd have a Jeep <laughs> when he went home. $33,000. Yeah. Start. For just the Jeep. For just the Jeep. Toyota does make cars. And those are the those are the big three domestics. Mm -hmm. Toyota does have cars. Camry's very popular. Um, actually, the, the, the vehicle manufacturer that has the least... Guess it in the last couple of years, the least increase in prices. You said Toyota already, right? Then, yeah, so it's not them. Or Ferrari. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Subaru. Really? Subaru. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, think that, I think they're only up 22%, 24%, somewhere in that ballpark, where some yeah. of these are up 30, 40, 50, 60%. Yeah. Crazy. Toyota executives are anticipating that their new vehicle prices will surpass fifty thousand dollars 
So you have dealerships who prime this pump. You have manufacturers making these things. And then where we're all going to get bit is the issue you talked about with homes. Mm -hmm. Interest rates. People can't afford those kind of payments anymore. When the average car payment is over $700 a month, if you're lucky, if you get one around seven hundred, yeah, mine's certainly you know maybe close to seven. Mine's four figures, and that's car payment. Yeah, that's not car ownership. No, yeah, it's not counting. Yeah, my insurance. minimum payment on my truck is four figures. Yeah, but that doesn't include insurance. Nope. Yes. Nope. Maintenance. Maintenance. All that crap. Yeah. All that has to get yeah. factored in. Yeah. So. You have all of those components that are added into it. Then the fact that for so long, the final, I think the final piece that's really going to end up being a major problem for a financial crisis is banks. Because yes, the interest rate is high now, but one thing that banks were doing to keep money flowing and to keep customers happy was giving loans exceeding the value of the vehicle. Hmm. So you think when you go and you have a loan that, okay, the vehicle costs retail $20,000, which never, you know, doesn't happen, yeah, but just an easy number to remember. Easy number to remember. So when you get, go out and you get the loan, for it, the vehicle is the collateral for the loan. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people were, what they were doing was putting a little bit down because they had that cash, but also saying, hey, I own four, I still owe four or five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand on my existing vehicle, on my trade in. Well, how are you going to handle that? roll it into the next loan the bank yeah. can cover the difference yep so now yeah. your twenty thousand dollar loan is twenty five thousand or twenty eight thousand mm -hmm. dollars right and you only have value for 20. Mm -hmm. yeah that was a practice in the housing market before 2008 and it's the same it, thing exactly and mm -hmm. that's exactly what's happening with the car market mm -hmm. You add in on top of that, from a financial perspective, the interest rate and the inflation that's impacting all the other goods. Go to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store today, Steve, this morning, because I had to pick up a prescription. Oreos. They walked into Giant Eagle, and at the front of the store, you know, where they have, like, they have, like, the, the carts and stuff, and they usually have, like, a display, like, hey, this is what's on sale this week or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. You're at your yeah. grocery store. We don't have robots at our grocery store. But Are you lucky on that? I damn thing near shanked me with a damn banana last time I was there. Anyway. <laughs> Oreos. Mm -hmm. Pack of Oreos. How much? Um, shoot, we, we were just, we were just at the market. I did like, what is it? Four fifty? Six dollars. Man. 
for Oreos. So, all right. So, if, inflation's off the charts. But wait, 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 and we should probably do a whole separate episode as we get into this idea about funding, because um, I know we're going to go down the whole path here. I don't want to go down today. What started repayment October 1st? Repayment. Student um, loans. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah, you'd be. Yeah, you would. Uh, you would. You would pay more attention to that than I would being in the higher education industry. Well, I, I didn't know with yeah. your kids. Um, uh, no, no, my kids. My son and daughter, three years after they were out of college, they had their student loans paid yeah. off. So but, they got rid of that crap. And and that's why I wanted to go down that path on a separate episode. But what I was thinking is now you have taken a massive, between, between those things, interest rates, inflation, loan payments that were mm -hmm. unanticipated, because pretty much everybody... Hey, we'll figure out a way to help. And then it's still happening, right or wrong. And like I said, I don't want to get into that today. Yeah. A car market that is exactly mirroring what caused the financial crisis in housing. For housing, yeah. Except the difference is housing is has value. A lot of these cars don't. No. No, not at all. The, the 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 numbers when you look at the numbers of repossessions and how they can't get rid of when they repossess, there's no value. Mm -hmm. They're actually putting some of these some of these banks, some of these big lenders are not just paying the fees to repossess vehicles; they're doing bonuses to do their work first. That's a growing industry. If anyone has a tow truck and wants to get into the, to make some quick cash, <laughs> repo is the way to go. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll go out and get me an old tow truck that looks like Mater, Steve's towing. There you go. <laughs> it it is just become it's it's the perfect setup for just an absolute financial disaster. Mm hmm. And, and I think the car market is the, is, is the canary in the coal mine for some very troubling signs of, of something coming, a, a, well, a yeah. dramatic pullback economically yeah. beyond even what we've done. Yeah, and even on our old podcast, we talked about the, the, that the economic model that we're running at right now, it's, it's unsustainable. You can't keep printing cash as fast as the printers will print it, cut it, and send it out in the U.S. Treasury with barely half the country, country working, paying taxes, giving out money left and right to everybody that comes across the border, handing out money left and right to people who decide not to work, and then expect the system to maintain itself. It's just, a recipe just, for disaster. Just as context. Current national debt, as we record today, is at thirty-three trillion five hundred fifty-two million seven hundred eighty-four. Oh no, yeah, uh, no, thirty-three trillion five hundred twenty-five billion seven hundred eighty-five million, and then the rest numbers are going too fast. 
Yeah. So we'll just call it that. And if you would like to donate to the cause and and pay your share, you got to pony up a hundred thousand bucks. Yeah, per person, per taxpayer, per citizen. No, 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 no. That's per person. Oh, really? Taxpayer is two hundred sixty thousand. Right. Yeah. So which means half of us are working, the other half are sitting on their asses doing nothing but collecting government benefits. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and uh, and a lot of this is. It, it all has to come from someplace and this this number is unfathomable and people talk about that and 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 don't quite understand it i remember reading an interesting article a couple years back many years back now and they they were studying a a it was some city meeting or something uh there were two or three items that they reviewed and looked at and and, and went back through the discussion and it, it was a setup to a longer discussion about how people move past things quickly when I read a number like 33 trillion. Oh, okay. And just say, oh, okay, move on. It was uh, the power, it was something about a, the power station or, or sewer pla- uh, plant for the area that the, the city had to decide on and vote on. Mm-hmm. A roof for their municipal building. The coffee service that the employees had. Almost no time was spent on the multi-million dollar project at the plant. A little bit of time was talked about a roof, but most people didn't couldn't fathom that type of. And this was a big building, so it was it wasn't just yeah. a twenty thousand. The longest and most heated discussion: coffee service. Because everyone had it, and everyone understood it, and everyone had an right. opinion. And that's mm-hmm. what this is when we talk about this kind of stuff, is that the, that spending and, and debt impacts everything. But because you're dealing with $33 trillion, it's a number that is not fathomable. No, I can't. I can't grasp it. That, that and, and and really and what and, and why I sit here and, and can bitch about it, that's all I can do. There's nothing that I can do as Steve Citizen USA can do anything about it. Not one thing. I can't do one thing about what the clowns in Harrisburg do or the ass clowns in Washington do. There's nothing that I can do about it. Yeah. Nothing. You know, if I don't pay my taxes, if it, if in protest. I would decide not to pay my federal taxes. The IRS will come to, will hunt me down and and just destroy my life if I wouldn't pay my taxes. Sure. So 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 I can't protest. All I can do is bitch on the radio here and that's it. Nothing I can do about it. No, and and, and and it's it it is almost interesting that we can't get away from this F thirty five jet. Now that conversation is that is the perfect example of why these things get out of control don't want it doesn't work but because that one chair is built in your district and this one component is built in my district and this heads up display is built in his district whatever oh that's 50 jobs 100 jobs 200 Mm -hmm. no we can't get rid of it right because that impacts so many things Mm mm-hmm so inefficiently that 
it just doesn't doesn't hate to say it doesn't fly both metaphorically yeah and most well times physically actually yeah. yeah just to give you a, a kind of a and, and and i like doing perspectives expenditures by country united states nine trillion china five and a half germany two japan one and a half france one and a half united kingdom 1.1 russia 692 million oh no 692 billion excuse me um so i think we're spending a lot of money and the same thing that's happening there can be better understood if you follow along with what we're talking about with houses and cars the nation is really no different the bill comes due oh the bill is coming due hard and then and then so when i so you know to 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 quote adam from no agenda the great reset's coming it's going to be a massive collapse. look what happened to greece and the and the riots over that when the greek government wasn't going to pay the people who were on the government dole and everything and this massive resetting look at what happened to the soviet union we call russia when that government collapsed and all the people who were on government pensions as well as the government dole went to zero from from minimal income uh what is it those stupid socialists call in our government that what they're calling for minimal you know living wage yeah so universal people, basic income yeah that bullshit so so the people in the Soviet Union who were on universal basic income provided by a socialist government that collapsed went to zero payments to get nothing from the government. So what is this country going to do when that happens? I'm going to sit back and laugh because I've got all the deer, turkey and food that I want because I live out here in the country. But yeah. the cities are going to be they're going to burn to the ground. And, and I think that the big thing that we because it has been since July and and again everything is viewed through the context of what is the latest story the latest distraction the latest distraction um because i swear to god if i see one more nfl taylor swift story i'm going to vomit out of my eyeballs um we have had <laughs> four banks collapse mm -hmm. this year mm-hmm yeah. And we just kind of whistled past it. Of course. But if there is a collapse that... And, and they are, I hate to say, specialized banks? Because they're not necessarily... There is really isn't necessarily a bank that's a special... But like when the big one, Silicon Valley Bank. There, there specialized was... Specialized bank. Yeah, I, I would classify it that way. It, it wasn't like your... your 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 you and I weren't walking first in. national Somerset uh, uh, first com that you know it, it wasn't you and I walking in. Once that happens to one of them, mm -hmm. and you start having a run, and people are like, "I don't trust it," even with um, FDIC insurance. 
people people are jittery. People don't understand what that means that you are do have some protection. A little bit. In theory. In theory, yeah, true. And and I say that not because I don't trust that it's there. I just you know talk about it took them how long to get water to hurricane victims and and look at these disasters and stuff we have and it takes and that's that's not just hey my savings is gone that's mm -hmm. my my life is gone my house is gone my my community's gone and we'll get to you yeah, eventually eventually um that would be that would be a major issue and i'd have no idea what to say mm -hmm. like hey okay here's how you avoid it this isn't one of those channels where like we're going to tell you okay take everything and bury it in the woods and go hide in the... <laughs> yeah you yeah. know well, but the, the only the only suggestion i can give on that is get out of debt and save some money you know that's the only thing I can say is clear, clear, pay off your credit cards. You know, don't, don't continue to live beyond your means. Don't say I can make that payment and buy something you really don't need. You know, that, that goes a long way. And I, I think it's, it's a trend that I'm sure people have seen too, that anytime I'll go, I'll go online to someplace and buy something. And it's like, this is a $12 purchase. Would you like to have it on three easy payments through our? Mm -hmm. It's like right. it's twelve bucks. Yeah, which yeah. means it's there not because it's twelve bucks; it's there all the time. Correct. Right. right for anything that you buy, yeah. credit. Yeah, credit. Yeah. Henry Ford, when he started making the the Model T, and you mean the, when Ford the, made cars? Yeah, when Ford when he first started making, then people actually worked for a living. Um, and weren't striking all the time because they weren't getting enough money. That um, I didn't even mention that. Yeah, and um, when you walked in to the to to buy a Ford, they called them tin Lizzies. You paid. He took cash. He didn't have credit. He said, um, um, "If you can't afford to pay cash, you can't afford the car." So for the longest time, Ford credit Ford didn't have a credit department, and it wasn't until I think Ford the Two, his son, mm -hmm. he started the, he started, you know, I might be wrong on that, but I believe it was his son started the credit department, which actually became the biggest revenue generator for Ford was the credit department because they basically, basically people were making payments on it. Now I admit my truck, when my old 2006 truck died and I went out and bought a 2020, which was used, um, I couldn't afford the price tag they had sitting on there. You know, there's no way for me to pay cash for it, you know, and, and I make decent money. I was like, holy, I about had a bloody heart attack when I saw what they wanted for a used used Ford truck. And where I live, you drive a truck, you don't drive cars around here. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, credit is the big thing. And, and people are trained on it like freaking circus monkeys. They don't even think twice about it. I have people, I, I'll hear... Are people within my own family go well, I can make that payment and I just shake my head you know and there, we, there's been some discussions about that we'll call them discussions 
Well, what do I think about making a payment, especially when you're still paying off student loans and you're in your 30s and you still have student loans left over from when you were back in your 20s? You know, yeah. you're, you're, you'll go out and buy something and make the payment. You know, pay off, pay off your bloody debt. Hitting up the book of knowledge here on Wikipedia, oh. Ford began its journey into auto financing by launching a weekly purchase plan in 1923. Oh, so that, that was under the original Henry Ford then. Hmm. Okay. Um, the program was designed to allow people to pay a certain amount to the bank weekly up until they had saved for the cost of a car. So it actually doesn't sound like they were giving oh, you no. credit. Yeah, they, they were, were they established, it was like a Christmas Right, club. yeah, club, yeah, you, yeah. it was a car club. You put your money into it, once you had enough money, then you could go buy the car. That's a pretty good idea. In 1926, four, four Ford series. constructed a new factory in Germany, but most local population could not afford a car. This prompted Henry Ford to found Credit AG of Ford, or Ford Credit Company in Berlin in order to locals to finance the purchase of a new car is would increase sales. Um, in 1962, the bank was renamed again to Ford credit. Uh, now as an interesting side note, um, Roy Hoffheins had a major loan from the Ford credit and defaulted on it because of his default. From 1975 to 1979, the Ford Credit Company was the owner owner of the Houston Astros. Oh, they were the oh. baseball team. Yeah. Okay, that'll work. No. <laughs> but it, it it it's so interesting to see. And I didn't even I didn't even go when I was going down my list of things that are impacting the car market. I didn't even talk about the the UAW strike. Yeah. yeah which, but well, see, the, it, it's not it's it's such an interesting component of it because there's really two two or three historical things that are impacting that strike you have the typical labor management issues discussion yeah but at the same time the uaw when they point out and they're not wrong that in when they had the same leverage in 08 really really took it on the chin to save the american auto air quotes american auto industry yeah during that economic collapse yeah when obama screwed the economy up i call it like it is well that that started before him though too because bush was just as guilty um probably for the same reasons overspending in places like uh, going into doing these endless wars but that is legit of an issue. Hey, you know, we already did, we already did our part once. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, the companies look at this and say, "Hey, we have this gluttony of vehicles that people can't afford to buy anyway. It was going real good for us when we had very few vehicles. Mm-hmm. What if we could just do that again? And instead of telling our shareholders we don't know what we're doing." We can just point at the UAW and say, their fault. But don't worry about it because people are going to be, we're going to find the right people that are desperate enough and aren't going to demand that we make a $35,000 truck. They're going to buy the $90,000 truck. Mm -hmm. So all of this ties into that too. Yeah, it's one big loop that's going to collapse. 
and and what people don't one of the things that people don't think about when they hear about the UAW strike is like oh I'm not going to buy a new car anyway what do I care I'm not going to buy you know I I just bought a new vehicle what do I you know I'm not worried about it you know I don't think the strike will be here when I do it again in three years or four years or six years or eight years do you want parts to fix your vehicle mm-hmm. comes from the same plants right yeah in a lot of cases mm-hmm. so parts are going to be very hard to start finding that have mm-hmm. to be vehicle specifically oil filters just okay whatever i'm talking like you get into an yeah, alternator a or and, something and yeah something yeah. need to fix a body component or right and they're not producing them anymore yeah um so i think what the takeaway here steve is from an economic standpoint we're screwed oh yeah i agree 100 percent. no we're no the 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 bus is in the ditch just people don't know it yet period and the wheels are off the bus the engine's smoking and our government is at the helm driving the bus and they've driven us into a ditch yeah and, and, it's and there's a, nothing I can do about it. All you can do is control the things that you can control. And I think, mm-hmm. I think you hit the, on the head. Control your spending. Watch what's going on. Build up a nest egg. Be prepared for stuff. And and I, 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 I always want to do a whole episode as we get into winter about preparedness for winter and stuff. But think of it from a financial... They, there's an old joke about that concept of that for years they used to try to dissuade people from thinking about it because it was silly but then a lot of good smart people in the emergency management side of things and preparedness said oh yeah okay everyone this is hot topic hot hot thing tv shows movies and stuff everyone's like, what would you do steve are you prepared for the zombie apocalypse yeah, actually, like, I am. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing about it is, and well, yeah, I know you. That's the funny thing. You are, but the funny thing is, if you are, you are actually more likely to be prepared. Major snowstorm, major power outage, those sorts of things. Right. Um, I don't know why it did that either. Um, yeah, yeah, and I say zombie apocalypse in, in joke, but it's but no, but, but that's you know, what it was. Right. It was a joke, but right. people who right. were like, "Oh yeah, I know what I did." Well, think about it because that's the kind of stuff you'd want to do when if you don't have power for two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, when when we we lost or, power for eighteen hours, all I did was roll it, walked out, grabbed my big generator, really rolled it into place, jacked in my five hundred gallons of propane tank because it was a propane generator, plugged it into my house, flipped the generator on, went back to watching TV. And it ran for 18 hours and I didn't miss a beat. Yeah. You know, had, had everything. Had, but that's six months worth of food here stocked yeah. up. Yeah. From But from an economic standpoint, the same kind of th- mentality things about it mm-hmm. is what happens. And, and there are folks out there that have actually, thankfully, have started talking about this. And I've been very impressed with the amount of detail if not all the ideas, certainly the amount of detail um, RFK Jr.'s talked about economically on people and the concern that when people can't find $300, $400, mm-hmm. $1,000 for an emergency, 
Right. That is language you don't hear often. No, with well, the majority with specifics right. from from yeah. from most people in political office. Mm-hmm. Because most of them don't think that way. Because, like I said, the 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 newest congressman or congresswoman that gets elected starts off at one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year, their base salary. I don't make that. Do you make that? No, oh, God. Yeah, it's a part-time job. No, but. Steve, but, I'm you know, spending my Thursday afternoon with you doing a podcast. I know. Yeah, same here, because the economy's tanked. I've got nothing. I don't have any work. Um, but yeah. And I'm, and I'm I, crazy, I, so. I, I, read this, I read this article years ago that the average, well, it was over, it was like 60% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And most of them nowadays don't even have $500 in the bank for an emergency. And if you look at Dave Ramsey, which I, I read all of his books, he says that bare minimum, you should have $1,500 in a bank just sitting there for some type of an emergency. You know, electric, you know, hot water heater goes up or, you know, stove sure. goes bad or something like that. You know, just have that there because $1,500 would cover most normal emergencies. But the majority of Americans don't have that. But, you know, from a financial standpoint, if the, if the government collapses, which it will from an economic standpoint, you know, what do you, what do you do? If money's if if money doesn't work, your debit card doesn't work, if the whole financial system shits the bed, where do you go to buy? Where do you go? How do you buy groceries? And in the city, you have a three day supply. That's it, because yeah. just in time logistics. Three days of water, three days of food. That's all you have. So if the economic system collapses. People can't buy and sell anymore. What do you do? Because people do need food. That's kind of important. Yeah. yeah. It, it is it is truly it is truly something that if you think about it during the event, it's too late. Mm-hmm. And and so just you know, just I think I think the the, the, the takeaway I hope everyone has is Take a little bit of time and assess those kind of things, and 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 spend some time watching these sorts of, of of concepts out there, and see what truly does get your attention as far as things that you should be looking for. What are home sales doing? What are home sales in your area doing? Are they going up or are they going down? Is value going up? But is that of course is value going up depending on where the location is? What's the car market like? What are you cars used cars like? As a whole market wouldn't even talk about the idea that because people aren't going to be buying new cars, there's no trade-ins for make to make new used cars. Mm-hmm. Not new used, you know what I mean. I know what you you mean have yeah, new cars in the system for the used car system. Right, like what um, I did, bought a used truck. Yeah, so that's going to raise those prices, mm-hmm. and 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 it's going to be a continuous sort of thing for for potentially a good long while. I've actually heard people talk about that the car market could be a decade away from if not getting back to what was pre-pandemic normal, at least balancing out to have a normal cyclical pattern again. Mm. A decade. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I would say I would say get your financial house in order. Yeah. From a personal perspective, look at, take the blinders off, stop saying I can make the payment, look at what your income is, look at what you're spending and start clearing out your debt 
So if things do tank, you're not getting hounded by all these people who are, because if, if the financial market comes collapses, creditors are going to come looking for money. Yeah. Everybody's going to get desperate for money. If you owe, if you owe, and if you can't work, what are you going to do? What are you going to lose? What are you willing to lose to get yourself that new shiny boat or that new thing you're getting off QVC or whatever? What's that worth to you? Is that really yeah. worth your financial future? Hey, hey, leave my air fryer alone. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, I've depressed the hell out of everybody on this episode. Uh, yeah. So while you're at it, send us money so we can keep going. <laughs> thoughtprovokingblokes.com if you if you have an episode idea if you want to give us some feedback if you just want someone to commiserate with uh and if you just want to bitch and complain go ahead if and you send want to complain that's fine too yeah. um if you like any of this share it with the friend share it with the family member um listen around the the the, the computer and listen to it together and make it like we're fdr and <laughs> It's about to, it's fall. You could get a fireside chat going. Yeah. Um, oh, God. What? I just made an FDR fireside you did. chat joke. That's ancient. Know your audience. Holy. Yeah, yeah, Christ. yeah. Because only I would know who FDR is and realizing you were referencing. <laughs> and a you're the old one chat. on the podcast. And I'm the old guy. I'm the old boomer. Yeah. I bet you just call me. You call me boomer. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. I'm done. Steve. Yeah. Me too. Have a great Matt, week. You too. See you later.